From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. A beautiful Friday today, but uh, I know that last night you went to the sunset on the square. How was the uh, how was the weather? How was the turnout? It was great, man. No pun intended, but when the sun set, it was perfect. I mean, definitely in the seventies, eighties. Uh, just a great night. Music was good. Uh, crowd was good. Uh, just you know, it's a great event that they have. The Hernando Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we always give them a shout out for uh, the sunset on the square. It was a, a great night, uh, Derek. And then this morning, uh, we had an opportunity. You did, and I did as well, to get our kids ready for probably one of the best. Sun- summertime experiences for middle school and high school kids uh getting to go to water park with their youth group yep driving down to philadelphia mississippi yep something that's really neat the hernando methodist church has always done is they will kidnap the seventh graders the new seventh graders the people coming up to middle school coming into middle school they'll kidnap them from their house uh it used to be a little bit more violent and actual (laughs) oh i told bo you gotta go straight pillowcase on the head that's bringing some kind of like rubber hose and start beating them on the back as you like the whole thing yeah Yeah. it was a little bit yeah so they had to put a, a squash on that kind and so it's a little bit more of a hey welcome you know rah-rah type thing <laughs> but man they got to get them from their house at 7:45 this morning on a charter bus at 8 8 30 heading down to philadelphia mississippi to the water park but again that's i mean there's, there's very few i have a lot of good memories of water parks and my buddies and all that kind of stuff with church groups growing up so i'm glad that uh, you and i talk a lot off air but all the youth groups a lot of the churches are renting vans from me and stuff so thank you to those youth pastors and the, the people out there with the youth ministry that are uh, you know taking these kids to summer camps they're getting back to it uh going on mission trips and stuff so that's really really that's one of the main reasons i started the company the the mid-south vans or the van company uh was to get people down the road to uh to go to spread the gospel or go to church camps and and those opportunities so uh thank you so much to the youth pastors and youth ministers and and youth small group leaders that are helping out uh parents anybody that's helping out with those things but um i know bo's gonna have a good time and wilson is for sure yeah, those are uh, fun times back when you're younger. Just all, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of you know adrenaline going down. Of course, there's a lot of walking up, dragging tubes. That was always the war. Like you get what a 30 second ride and a 30 minute walk up and wait. Uh, you had that going on, and then just a lot of sunburn. I remember a lot of sunburn. Yeah, and uh, typically somebody scrapes a foot on the you know a lot of times oh, yeah. barefoot, it scrapes a foot on the concrete or something like that. So you got to deal with that. But just a great time, <laughs> you know. I've never in, been to one in life. Philadelphia. Um, I, I came around. I, I guess I was. Um, I guess college when it opened, maybe a little after yeah. college. So I've never been to one in Philadelphia. I heard it's nice. Yeah. You know, the great casinos and stuff down there. So I think it'll be a good time. And it's you know, only what two and a half hours away. So yeah, not, not bad. Easy trip. Easy trip for the day. So. And speaking of easy, Derek, if you're you're in the market for buying or selling a home here in DeSoto County, there's no team easier to work with than our 2021 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one team in residential real estate in DeSoto County for well over 12 years. They possess over 25,000 closings since 2009. That's 25,000 closings on the buying or selling side of residential real estate. They were voted recently DeSoto County's best realtor for the fourth time. I continue to say it each and every week. Do not go into this hot DeSoto County market by yourself, whether you're wanting to sell your home or if you're looking to buy a home. Now's the time to work with a realtor. Working with a realtor can help you with 
comps in your area, help you uh, work through contracts, help you figure out different offers that you might get on your home, help figure out the offers to make on a new home. Brian and Terry and their team at Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, there is no one better. And they are currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Again, a free, no obligation market analysis. To learn all about your home, your neighborhood, what's going on within a mile radius of your home, call Brian and Terry today to maximize your home's potential, maximize your experience when buying or selling a home. Team Couch or Birch Realty Group can be reached at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Derek, always a pleasure to sit down at the How to Barbecue Right Shop Studios. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics right here in Hernando. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, and some of the best high-end smokers on the market. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Find them on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's H2Q Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop located on Memphis Street right here in Hernando. Thank you to Malcolm and Rochelle for being our 2021 studio sponsor. You know, Derek, I told you before, weeks ago, I told you, I mean, Malcolm, almost 2 million followers yeah. on YouTube. That's a million that, with an M. million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So 2 million, almost 2 million, but, but his, his videos, amazing. Yeah. Absolutely I, I, awesome. I, I pulled him up a couple of times, and again, I don't do much barbecuing, but um, just fantastic instruction. You know, he's got a, just a great personality as he's talking. I just yeah. really enjoy watching him. Yeah, maybe maybe he has one of how to maximize your gas grill. That's what yes. <laughs> I need that. That's I the need one that a lot. How can I squeeze gas. every last drop of propane yeah. out of the gas grill? Correct. And it, yeah, exactly. How? What happens when you run out of propane mid cook? That's what. <laughs> that's what Derek needs to help with for real. But look, Tuesday night was the Hernando Alderman. We mentioned it several times. It was the last Alderman meeting for Mayor Tom Ferguson. Last Alderman meeting for uh, several Aldermen. Uh, and you know, Derek, that was a big part of the meeting. Uh, tell us more about what happened this past Tuesday at the Hernando Alderman meeting. It did start out kind of. Some people mentioned this will be the last time. And the mayor thanked them, um, and then you know, a couple, they said a couple of comments. So just didn't really get you know too emotional about it, but sure. there was some thank you, some goodbyes. Uh, so that was kind of nice. Uh, and then once I got into business again, the f- basically the first twenty items, just you know, basic stuff, basic stuff, just you know, proven raises and the consent agendas. First thing we got to, of course, was the, uh, that we want to talk about is the first planning item. Uh, this was the rezoning of one point three acre tract of land located on the north east corner of Gwen Road, and this is very close to the other one that they did probably two months ago, uh, right across the street. This had just been just north of the American Legion in Nesbitt. This is very similar. This one actually had a house on it. So there was a house, a couple acres of land. They were trying to subdivide it into two separate lots. Uh, this was being done because, you know, basically for code purposes. Uh, everything that up there is zoned AR. And because the reason they zoned it AR, even there's American Legion's AR, uh, all the houses were AR, the lots were AR. And that was done because there was no sewer. And if there's no sewer, then, um, you know, you have to have at least an acre and a half or more to put a septic tank in. Well, so that's what they had to do because there was no sewer there. Well, now there's sewer available. And so what you're seeing is, is a lot of people going back and having it rezoned into some kind of R something. So they're able to put, uh, you know, they don't have to have a septic tank. They can have smaller lots and, and things like that. And the, the 
interim planning commissioner did a good job of saying, hey, this is why it's happening. Then actually the developer, Ben Smith, came in and did the same thing. Uh, so kind of talked about why all this is having to be rezoned. There was, was a couple of questions. Well, if we zone it this way, how close is it to the city's down, the, the, the old Nesbitt downtown? Uh, but it is across the street. About a five-minute discussion. Um, this, is, uh, this, this lot is basically on the corner right across from the American Legion, and the church borders it to the north. It's like I think it's a Presbyterian church that borders it to the north. So, again, they, they approved it no problem, uh, and so that was approved. The next one, this was for the uh, John Lovell. Uh, this was the Mississippi Goat LLC. Uh, this is the uh, where the old water company used to be. This is right there on Bahalia Road between Mackinville and Jaybird. Now, he was not looking to do the entire piece of property. There's four acres that make up that entire property. He was just trying to do the one acre closest to the road that includes the old office headquarters uh, for the water company. The, he's having his own office. This is obviously because there's an office there, but right now it is AR taking it to office. The other three acres behind it will remain AR at this time. Uh, but that one acre office, there was some discussion because, you know, what, what is included in office? And there was a couple of aldermen that had some concerns. Well, you know, if we, if we allow this to be an office, can, you know, CBD be sold there? Can alcohol be sold there? Because there is a church across the street. Well, those other city codes, I think actually state codes that say you can't have alcohol within a certain you know, amount of feet of a church. You can't have any type of you know tobacco or anything like that. So uh, there was other ones that they kind of discussed that covered that. So, you know, talked about it. It does make sense since there's already an office there. Uh, they did they grant approval for the one acre to be rezoned the office. Yeah, and, real, real quick. I visited with John actually uh, the day of the meeting about this. Uh, he was kind of going into the meeting or getting ready to go into the meeting. And look, John's going to do a great job with that building. It's yeah. going to be something very classy, uh, very quality. Good tenants will be there, uh, something that the city of Hernando will, will not be an issue with the church being across the street. And if you've driven by, he's already started cleaning stuff out. He's got a trailer there that's got some trash on. He's got some stuff laid out in the back. So he's already started to kind of reconform that office. Uh, but actually now it is zoning office. Yeah, so. sounds good. The last thing under the planning section, Matt, we said that we're not going to discuss this. However, we will discuss it for this this one purpose they have tabled now madison lakes indefinitely indefinitely that's the key word we were going week to week i think there one time we did skip two weeks but most of all it's been week to week that we've uh you know for us i shouldn't say week to week alderman meeting to alderman meeting now it is indefinitely so did not say hey july 6th you know with a new board no it's just and so that's very interesting yeah. um trying to figure out why they were tabled indefinitely is it is it just off the table for a while now could they really not get the water worked out uh, a lot of behind the scenes questions that i think maybe one of the ones i put for uh the question for chip when we talk about that here in a little bit what's going on with the uh, madison lakes subdivision yeah that's pretty interesting i'm going to reach out for comment you know mr joby madison who uh is a developer or who's the owner of the land that's working through the process gotten to know him a little bit via email and sometimes on the phone so going to reach out for comment a little bit on him to maybe see what's going on there so we can uh update the the listeners um, maybe on our next show or sometime pretty soon on exactly what we're seeing from the Madison Lake side uh, of the of the project. So yeah, we are not going to talk about it until we have uh, some some of that information. But tabled indefinitely. That's pretty interesting. Indefinitely. Do you think I should start using that in my life? Just like if my wife wants to talk about something, or just, if you and I want to talk. Set up a hey man, this, no, no, no. This is tabled indefinitely. Oh, I like that. <laughs> just a thought. Like if Derek has an issue with me or something, you come to me and say, hey, "I want to talk." No, no, no. Indefinite table. Indefinite we, we, table. Did, we didn't talk about why you keep going so and so. No, no, no. no, no How about we table that indefinitely? Yeah, you're playing too much golf. <laughs> it's tabled indefinitely. That way, wait, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, that's, a, that's a great way to That's yeah. a thought. Just a thought. I'm sure that'll be marriages will just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she would say, divorce we're divorced indefinitely. <laughs> 
we're separated indefinitely is what would happen. Um, all right, next. Um, the Again, a couple of things were approved, but we want to talk about the infrastructure improvement bid. There was a protest that was supposed to be going on. Well, the, the protesters didn't show up. So they waited. They, they read it out. Uh, they looked around, wasn't there. Kenny Stockton made a mention. They were emailed to remind them to come. Uh, they were actually contacted to remind them to come. Uh, they were on this list. Uh, they were not there to protest, and therefore the uh, aldermen denied. They denied the ability to protest the AWG infrastructure improvement bid because the protesters did not show up. Gotcha, yes. So you did not get your hippie protest. No, no. Well, uh, I, I passed by the other day hoping to see some Volkswagen Beetle b- b- vans mm-hmm. or something, but I figured out it was Ken Thompson riding around his bed. It was Ken Thompson. <laughs> It was Ken Thompson just with his playing like, yeah, he's just had the around. Alabama flag exactly, flying out the window. Yeah. So, but the very next thing, uh, item number 29, was to authorize to accept the lowest bid for AWG infrastructure improvements. So there was no protest of this bid. Now, what the reason there couldn't be a protest and the reason that the city did not allow the company that wanted to protest a bid, it was that WaterTech notified the city that the bid that their bid was not accepted correctly. Now, WaterTech was the one that was supposed to be protesting. They were asked to come in to protest. They didn't, as we said. However, the reason that they were not allowed to bid, uh, per the city, per the uh, Kenny Stockton, the city attorney, was that the bid asked for two valves. Like these two valves were for a uh, the lift station pump uh, for AWG. So basically, this is trying to get the sewer to and from AWG. The bid had to have whatever they were, were bidding had to have two valves as part of the bid uh, in the specs. Well, the wa- water tech company only had one valve. And, you know, so when they were, when they submitted the bid, they, it was a lower bid. It sounded like obviously, but, but it was lower because it only had one valve and the city contacted them and said, Hey, look, we, this thing said two valves. And they said, well, we don't make one that has two valves. And they said, well, we're not going to accept your bid. And that's kind of where the protest supposedly was going to come from. Uh, the bid was never considered. Uh, it went with the lowest bid, which was Argo construction. Uh, and the next thing was the, to authorize the mayor to sign the agreement with Argo entertainment. Now they have Argo construction, got the bid on ABWG and the other one was named Argo Entertainment uh, for the uh, fireworks show. Okay. Fireworks show, as we mentioned last time, will be July 1st at the Civic Center. Final cost, $13,000. $13,000. Thursday, July 1st at the baseball field. Like we talked about, great time before you go out of town. Go out to the baseball field on that Thursday night. It should be an awesome fireworks show. Yeah, I mean, so it was a $13,000. And again, right at dusk, be at the ball fields. You know, obviously, if you've been before, you probably need to get there a good 45 sure. minutes, an hour before. A lot of times, they have like a on-site radio station you can tune to to hear the music. Uh, so again, just Come out. If you're here in town on that Thursday, please come out and support the cities and, and just watch a wonderful fireworks show. Uh, the next thing, uh, the last thing on the regular agenda was to approve the raise grant application. We talked about this last time. I'm not going to go too much into detail about it, uh, but they did actually approve the application to be submitted before July 12th, which obviously if they approved it on Tuesday night, that's plenty of time. Uh, the fee paid by the city was $29,500 for Neil Schaefer to get this done. So Neil Schaefer made, you know, they obviously got paid for this service, but that's that's all the city is out if we never get anything. But now we have a chance to get up to a $5 million grant with 20% matching from the city. So we'll see what they decide to do over the next nine years. Now, Matt, remember, Real quick, was, just to clarify, Neil Schaefer is the name of the company, not just one person. That's correct. Yeah, that's, that's correct. a lot. Of, it's a, an engineering firm. Yeah, it's an engineering firm, Neil Schaefer. You know, remember, we, they talked a good 15 to 20 minutes on the la- during the last meeting about it, about, you know, what they – while they wanted to apply for this last night there was about another five minute conversation about go ahead and approving it make sure they were clear i think mike mcclendon was not there last time so he had a couple questions this time but again it was approved now i want to i'm saying that because when we get to the south haven meeting i'm gonna make a comment about this about how it went on the south haven meeting side uh finally the last thing that the mayor did um this that was the end of the uh, the agenda 
he then decided to kind of give a brief synopsis of what has happened over the last four years. He was okay. just kind of saying, this is what was done during my, uh, my tenure as mayor. Um, and so he kind of p- passed around assessment sheets. Kind of, And so Hernando's millage, current millage rate, if anybody ever wants to know, is 40.75. So our millage rate is 40.75. That's what we, we are taxed on by the city on our personal property. Uh, Olive Branches is 38.5%, $38.50, excuse me, and South Haven's is 43 dollars and 73 cents so we're we're in between olive branch and south haven our millage rate has grown 13 percent now this is not from taxes this is actually from the uh, property values going up olive branches has grown 39 percent over the last four years and south haven's has grown 19 percent over the last four years so here's just kind of giving us where we fit in with the cities and the growth of our millage rate the next thing we talked about was the sales tax our sales tax in july 2020 in the middle of the pandemic 272,451 our sales tax for April 2021, 446987 yeah. So about 150000 more, 170000 more than what was last July, kind of in the middle of the pandemic. So he was very excited that the, obviously Hernando is back, uh, pulling in pull, uh, sales taxes. And he says our average sales tax are, is over $300,000 every month, uh, wow. which is you know higher than where we were when we started four years ago. Right. Uh, the main project he wanted to talk about was you know he named some smaller accomplishments that were done i mean we talked about the park being redone and several other things but the main one he wanted to talk about was the mackinville road realignment and how that was the main thing that was done during his uh, tenure and talked about all the people that helped it that had been started back when ed gale was mayor the cost of it it was 16 million dollars i didn't realize it was 16 million dollars for the exit and for that road they talked about the um revenues uh, that have been that will help generate, and in that he included AWG. He said that there's been some misconceptions you know, that we gave all we gave it away. We're not receiving taxes. There will be some revenues from AWG in the 2022 year, which starts October 1st, and then there will be full revenue in 2023. So starting October of 2022, it is discounted. I mean, it's not they're not paying 100, percent but we will be receiving the full amount that they're supposed to pay. And uh, and starting in October of 2022, and he just said he hopes that the new board will know what to do with that money, how to spend it. Finally, of course, he thanked the city of Hernando for allowing him to be mayor. That was the end of the meeting. Yeah, Tom Ferguson's from Hernando. Tom Ferguson loves Hernando. Uh, definitely a classy way to you know finish his last meeting, thanking the city for the opportunity. I mean, who doesn't? Uh, if somebody ever wants to or has to, you know, would want to pursue uh, that dream or that thought i mean why not you know hometown you know serving that so yeah tom's done a done a good job and and you know so congratulations to tom ferguson for the last four years uh you know again nothing bad to talk about really when you when you think about it look he's a nice man and obviously more than half the people you know, didn't want him to have another right. four years, but I mean, very nice man. He's not going anywhere. He's going sure. to stay here. I'm, he'll be he'll be back to flying, doing right. what he loves to do, and so just wishing nothing but the best. Absolutely. Same thing to the alderman, uh, like we talked about on the Tuesday show, uh, Derek Gary Higdon, our alderman since we moved to Hernando. So congratulations to him for you know time well served and and moving on uh, to different things. So you know. Thank you to the Hernando Board of Aldermen for this uh, run the city business. Look forward to the July 6th meeting, first meeting of the new board. July 1st, uh, the page kind of turns, uh, definitely the page turns for the city of Hernando uh, with a new board. So that wraps up Hernando, uh, the Hernando Aldermen this past me- uh, Tuesday. Uh, we're going to turn north. We're going to move up to South Haven, visit a little bit about what happened at the South Haven Alderman meeting, uh, a little bit shorter. Uh, but Derek, tell us about that meeting real quick. We did not jinx the meeting. The meeting was only 35 minutes long. It started off, the first thing that they discussed was the application for the raised grant funds. Now, Matt, remember last time, Hernando talked about it for 20, 25 minutes. 
Another five-minute discussion this time. You know, Neil Shepard did a great job explaining it, went through it. South Haven, a completely different story. I, I don't know if they study it themselves, uh, you know, at their homes or whatever, but literally Nick went up there, the city attorney. He says this raised grant, so we're going to apply for maybe 30 to 45-second introduction of what he wants to do. No discussion, approved. <laughs> Well, so, it, it seems like, and we've talked about this before, it seems like when Nick gets up there and talks about something, it's they seem to trust Nick and definitely Whitney, the lady who does the planning development, and that they seem to trust them on what they say. They, they say, hey, we're, this is what we're paying you for. Boom, and they trust them and they move on. Yeah, so there was, there was no discussion as to what it for. They, they did also, or they are also sitting in an application for these raised grants. Sure. So, again, we'll see what South Haven does if they're awarded it. The next thing uh, was something pretty interesting. This was the MOU, the Memorandum of Understanding, with the DeSoto County Convention and Visitors Bureau. They put a huge packet out every time, but they don't ever kind of explain the new stuff. That what this is having to do with, Matt, is concert promotions. Up till December 31st of 2020, the city of South Haven had a contract with Live Nations to put on their shows at the amphitheater. That was, well, of course, there were no shows basically the last nine months of 2020. Well, the contract ran out. They didn't have a new contract. Nobody was signed starting in January of 2021 because there were no concerts going on. Some of these concerts, you know, promoter, promotion companies were going out of business. And they didn't really know what to do. And so they still have not had anybody under contract. So what the city decided to do was to get with Todd Mastery, uh, who is the one that works at the Lander Center, that books the acts in the Lander Center. They now have a contract with him to book the, um, or they have a memorandum of understanding, excuse me, with him to now book the concerts at the amphitheater. That will go on basically for the rest of 2021 through 2022, which will end September 30th of 2022. He will be the one booking the concerts for the amphitheater. Does he work at the Lander Center? Does he like run the Lander Center? Or? Well, he, he works for the DeSoto County Convention and Visitor Bureau. Okay. So he brings the acts sure, to the Lander Center. Sure. Their office is right there in front right, of it, yeah, right of next to it. Uh, so he doesn't actually run the Lander Center, but he's the one that is in charge of getting that there. He will now also be doing it for the city of South Haven at the amphitheater. We are going to pursue him for an interview over the next 60 days. I like that. Let's reach that. out to him, and uh, we have a contact there with the DeSoto Economic Council, who's in the same building. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's 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 try and see if we can get him on the show over the next 60 days to talk about both of those things. The Lander Center, the amphitheater, uh, both are huge uh, venues for us in DeSoto County. I mean, the largest entertainment venues that we have. Uh, so that's definitely important that, you know, his vision for both the amphitheater and Lander Center um, – you know, very interesting. I have some. I know someone who used to be in that business, and we've talked quite a bit about it. And she honestly was very honest with about the Lanner Center and the amphitheater being so close. However, being maybe a little bit kind of different in the venue, the entertainment that succeeds at both places. So something to talk about. But I look forward to talking with him about that. I'll, I'll hunt him down over the next thirty days. Okay. Uh, the next thing was this: is they were buying a new fire pumper truck. Uh, uh, This is for fire station number five. This is the new one that they're building. We've discussed on here uh, several times. Now, obviously, the fire station is not going to be ready probably for another year. Uh, It takes 13 months to build this fire truck, Uh, 13 months to get this to build it, you know, from from the dealership. Go ahead and call them up. But the reason they're doing it now is because there was a one percent discount on the truck. If it was agreed upon and I guess the invoice signed or whatever before June 30th okay. of this year. So they get a 1% discount, which, Matt, how much do you think a fire pumper truck? 600000 
847,000. Okay. See? Okay. So and right now, there. So they saved $8,500. Actually, actually I take that back. The truck itself was 750. Right. Oh, All right, so only 750? 750. But so they saved, you know, yeah. $7,500. The and then they have the extra equipment it's on it about $100,000, yes. all that stuff that hoses and all the thing that goes on top of it. So again, $847,000, it was approved. They'll receive that truck in 13 months. There was only one item on the uh, planning agenda. This was an infill, basically, of five acres on the east side of Swinney Road, north of Greencliff. They're going to be condos. Uh, they they uh, allowed it to be a condo development. Uh, these will be uh, owner-occupied condos, not apartments. Uh, 1,600 square foot minimums, um, and there'll be four per unit. So maybe kind of looking like little townhomes, basically little townhome pods. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was approved. Really no discussion other than to make sure it was not apartments and then to kind of talk about how the backyards would lie. And then finally, Matt, the mayor's report. Mayor had uh, five things to say. Uh, first of all, he also talked about sales tax re- revenue. Their sales tax revenue uh, for April was $300,000 higher than the previous year, which in its own pace to have the highest sales tax revenue ever, uh, actually to obliterate uh, the current record, which was made in 2019. They are projected to have $16 million just just in sales tax revenue, not property taxes, not anything, just sales tax, $16 million. Next one was he has already had goal meetings, started talking about he's already meeting with the department heads. Again, they also have a new board. Now, their new board is really looks just like just the old like board, plus one except more. for one. So he talked about how that they're already having goal meetings with the department heads since everybody's coming back. They know what to expect. So he's already having those meetings. Um, he did talk about the uh, American Rescue Act. They're still trying to decide. Remember, we kind of gave out those numbers of what each city thought they were going to get. He's still saying it's going to be less than that. Hasn't really nailed down the figure, and they have not figured out quite yet what they can use it for. Does it? We had mentioned all along they should know by the end of June. He's still thinking it's going to be around. You know, next couple of weeks they'll know definitely by hopefully the July meetings they'll know how that money can be spent, and then they'll put out their list of what they want to see. Their July Fourth fireworks are going to be on July Fourth. I guess he bragged a little bit. The South Haven was the only one to have theirs last year during COVID. Uh, no other city in the in DeSoto County had fireworks shows last year, so they will continue that. Theirs will be on July 4th at night, and then the next day. Where is that? Uh, this is at this uh, Snowden. It's at Snowden. Yeah, okay. Snowden. The next day, so that's July 4th at night. The very next day, the Dizzy Dean World Series starts. Wow. Dizzy Dean World Series will start the very next well day. Very well played by them. That's no, yeah. So yeah. So basically, <laughs> the teams well are gonna played. be in town. Oh, by the way, oh, uh, by the way, we, we, we do this all the time. Yeah, we've got <laughs> opening ceremonies the next day uh, for for you. We have a fireworks show. Yeah, very look, nice. Look, man, our show is called Under the Water Tower. We talk about Hernando. That's where Derek and I live and love. But we really do, from a business standpoint, Derek and I being in the business world, paying attention to South Haven, man, Muscle White, and those guys. They just they just get it done. When it comes to revenue, when it comes to those things, right up that get well corridor where our show kind of exists, they're just killing it right now. They really, really are. So that yeah. So if, if you're in town again, if you're in town for the fourth and want to see another fireworks show, please go up to South Haven, and then I'm sure several of y'all listening will have you know kids playing the next day at the Disney World Series. Yes, and the number of cars packed around Snowden on July 4th to watch that fireworks show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and park. Yeah, just go ahead and park Minnesota Central far, yeah. and just walk it up. Oh, you may want to figure out how far away you can see them because well, you know, they've actually put that new sidewalk in on yeah. the east side of, the, of yeah. Getwell for that very purpose. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, great July 4th, wonderful day. All right, and the last thing, uh, Alderman, uh, he allowed the mayor allowed Alderman. Brooks to take out the last couple minutes of his report 
uh, basically because he's the one that's leaving. He's the one. He's quote right. unquote retiring. Correct. He was on the board for twelve years. Decided not to run again, but it's actually younger than Mayor Musselwhite. He has you know decided just to you know he's had enough uh, of the, the city life, I guess. Uh, but he allowed him to have about five minutes, talked, thanked his family. His family was there. You know, kind of got a little emotional. Uh, everybody stood up, gave him a, uh, a standing ovation. Wow. Yeah. Uh, at the end of it, and uh, that's kind of how the meeting ended. Thank you, Mr. Brooks, for uh, twelve years of service. Derek and I are always going to be a show that talks about uh, thanking those people, whether they're liked or not liked, you know, whatever. I mean, they, they put themselves out there, got elected, and they, they've, they've, they've worked hard for the city for, you know, 12 years, four years, eight years, whatever. Congratulations to all the aldermen, uh, you know, Mayor Tom Ferguson that, you know, served the public for the last four years or maybe more. And uh, thank you so much for your service. And uh, we appreciate all that y'all do in the city of Fernando and South Haven when it comes to the city business. Well, Derek, something else we typically don't talk about, we normally don't, but you did want to mention uh, on this show uh, some good things going on or some big things going on with the DeSoto County School Board. Uh, the school, school board, we're right in the middle of, uh, of the break. Uh, man, school will be here before you know it. Tell us about the school board meeting that was had uh, just recently. Mainly wanted to cover this because it being the summertime, there's going to be some changes or taking place and or starting to take place when people go back to school in right. August. So they had their, their school board meeting. This was uh, to approve the fiscal year budget was the main reason for the meeting. We mentioned this on Tuesday. Well, I mean, uh, Maybe a week ago. We mentioned this a week ago about they were being looking at this budget and go ahead and approving it. Uh, no tax increases for us. Uh, but there were other things that, that took place during the meeting. First of all, Fullwood Construction was awarded the contract for the, the new football stadium uh, at the new Lewisburg Middle School campus. And this is the one that's going to be south on Craft Road, uh, you know, away from the main campus of the school. This is going to be kind of like a primary school or maybe the middle school. Uh, yeah, it is a middle school because obviously it says that. Uh, it's the middle school that they're moving some of those students down there for about a two to three year time period. Uh, and so they'll have their own football field. They yep. will have, you know, middle school uh, football games and that sort of thing. Hey, so, that's a beautiful school. If you is. get an opportunity to get out there yep. and take a look at it, uh, Fullwood Construction, I, I know Todd well. He just built the school. That's right. So it kind of makes sense. He can move right over and start work on the football field as well. But just really going to help with congestion and all that kind of stuff in that area. So, uh, you know, congratulations to the Lewisburg area for the growth and congratulations for the new school, which is going to serve middle school kids for a long, long time. But just a beautiful school. If you ever get a chance to get out there uh, and see it, take a look. Uh, the next dynamic sports construction uh, was awarded the bid for the resurfacing of the running track at Lewisburg School. So Lewisburg got a new football stadium down at the new campus, uh, and then they, the current campus got a new running track put at Lewisburg School. Then the um, board members were asked to approve the architectural services for expansions of cafeterias. Okay. So these schools will be getting cafeteria expansions. DeSoto Central High School, DeSoto Central Middle School, uh, along with uh, classroom additions for South Haven Intermediate and DeSoto Central Middle. So, again, DeSoto Central's having a lot of stuff done uh, if your child goes there. Um, the next is that the district, they had, they had plans for the HVAC replacements. So, uh, these schools will be getting new heating and air systems. DeSoto Central High School and Lewisburg Elementary, those will be the ones getting new HVAC replacements that are covered by Under the Water Tower podcast. And then a playground replacement will be coming to Pleasant Hill Elementary. So then, again, those three schools will be seeing those changes. Uh, and then, of course, the final thing they did was to basically reward all the board policies based on, okay, well, this is what we do for emergency closings. They changed a couple of the curriculum, textbooks, and stuff like that. So again, just a you know very important meeting. It does affect a lot of us in the county. Uh, 30, over 32,000 students. And so you should be seeing these changes if your children go to those schools. 
Derek, we talk about all the time. DeSoto County Schools are, you know, arguably the best school system in the state of Mississippi. Uh, we probably believe they are, and uh, they just do a great job. So, new uh, classroom additions, cafeteria growth. I mean, all the different things. This the DeSoto County Schools does a really good job paying attention to what's needed. You know, it may not happen as fast as people would like, but man, they pay attention to where the growth is, what's going on, and what's needed. They throw, they seem to throw everybody a bone for per se. Uh, Hernando, Olive Branch, Center Hill. You know, they they seem to kind of take care of everybody when it comes to that. So, great job by Corey and, and the team over at the school board and uh, you know it's going to be an awesome school year back full bore ready to rock and roll for school year for oh, yeah. sure looking forward to it no mask Derek speaking of par- uh, public service speaking of the uh, board of aldermen Lauderdale Insurance Agency your local state farm provider is located at 11 West Commerce Street directly across from the Hernando Post Office Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale former alderman and longtime resident of Hernando His team specializes in insurance for home, life, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 429-5213. That's 429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. That's Lauderdale Insurance Agency on Facebook. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419. Or visit them at their website, greenkingspray.com. They're my lawn service. They should be your lawn service. And remember, if you want it green, call the king. Continue to be excited about our newest advertiser, North Mississippi Dumpsters. North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business that offers seven days a week service. They service DeSoto County, Marshall, Tate, and Tunica counties. They offer fantastic prices on 13 and 20 yard roll-off dumpsters. They not only accommodate professionals in real estate, house flipping, landscaping, new construction, renovations, and business disposal, but really want to continue to grow when it comes to homeowners who need to clean out their houses, yards, attics, basements, or sheds. Their dumpsters are in great condition and not an eyesore in front of your home. Their dumpsters are carefully loaded and unloaded as to not cause any damage to your driveway. You can give them a call at 901-299-0916. That's 901-299-0916. But the best way to schedule a dumpster is to go to DeSotoDumpsters.com. That's DeSotoDumpsters.com. To learn more about their pricing, book a dumpster, book the time you want it picked up. You can do everything at their website or give them a call at 901-299-0916. Thank you again to North Mississippi Dumpsters, our newest advertiser. North Point Christian School continues to enroll for 2021-2022 and some grades are getting close to capacity. PK, JK, 3rd, 8th, and ninth grades are close to being full. Come see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. North Point is honored to have been voted 
DeSoto's Best Middle School and DeSoto's Best High School by the DeSoto Times-Tribune. Come and see why they have been voted best. Contact Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127, again 662-349-5127, or email her at sshero-n at ncstrojans.com and schedule your personal tour. Don't delay, call today. Derek, our Friday shows always consist of the DeSoto County shout-outs. But before we get to those DeSoto County shout-outs, let's give a little bit of information regarding the UTW podcast coming over the next three or four weeks. The UTW podcast last show for the month of June will be on June 25th. We're going to take a break, take a, a break from the 26th through the 6th, 26th through the 6th, so a two-week break. Derek's going on a, a long family trip, uh, going to be an awesome trip, uh, touring some colleges and stuff uh, going on. I know his, his 14-year-old daughter's not looking forward to it. but No, the- she is not. <laughs> But the but the one who's going to school is definitely looking forward to it. But still, going to be an awesome road trip uh, for you guys. Uh, the place y'all are renting a car is just an amazing, uh, amazing car rental place from what I hear. So it's oh, it awesome. is. It is. Very nice. Very <laughs> good <laughs> service. Yeah, uh, good price. Just uh, we pre- do appreciate it. Right. It's, it's like mobile. You, yeah, mobile car and van rental. It's, it's almost like you have a way to uh, talk straight to the owner. Yeah. Yeah, you figure out a way to do that. It's pretty amazing. I actually looked up the other day, Derek, and uh, the lady who walked in is uh, our pastor's wife. I was like, why didn't you call me? She just walks into our oh, store. Wow. Why didn't you call me? We could have. Anyway, just just something like that. But look, that's gonna be an awesome trip. I'm going on a family vacation, so the UTW podcast will not air uh, from June June 26th through July 4th that weekend. But we're gonna come back on July 6th with a show. I will be joined by an awesome guest host. We will not announce who that is right now. It will be a surprise. An awesome guest host is going to sit in with me. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. Good show. July 6th, we will be back. UTW Podcast. Next week, we're going to have our shows. Normal stuff up until next week, but looking forward to our break. Uh, But just letting everybody know that we're going to come back ready to rock and roll, talk more about sports, fall sports, that type stuff coming up in July. But look forward to the July 6th show. Finally, again, finally get some talent in here uh, with Derek Gone, still on vacation. (laughs) But it's going to be an awesome show. Not going to announce the uh, the guest host is but it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a good time so let's move on to our desoto county shout outs we do it every friday positive things going on in hernando under the water tower and definitely sometimes uh you know in the county at large but the first thing we're going to talk about tomorrow night we've talked about it for months now movie night there at kirkendall park kirkendall field park something like yeah kirkendall multi purpose uh, facility right there the old track most people know it as the old track right there next to the DeSoto County Schools administrative office put on by the Hernando Parks and Recreation Department won a won an award last year for putting this event on so bring your lawn chairs bring your coolers bring your family out to enjoy the movie it's going to be Aladdin live action live, live, yeah, action, live, live action it's going to be the live action Aladdin so great show a lot of kids will love, enjoy that tomorrow night I believe we're going to have good weather so please consider coming out tomorrow night for movie night put on by the Hernando Parks and Recreation Department. Then Derek, something else. Again, we're going to start talking about some stuff going on during our break. July 2nd, something that you uh, hits close to you. What you got? July 2nd, uh, first Friday back porch party. This is DeSoto Arts Council. This one's going to be a uh, kind of a unique one. If you're in town, I hope you're in town. Unfortunately, I will not be. But if you're in town, the uh, you know they always have some kind of musical talent that goes along uh, with the back porch party. This one's going to be the Mississippi Youth Symphony. We'll be there uh, on July 2nd from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, behind the Arts Council on their little back porch. Uh, beautiful uh, small back porch. Has ceiling fans. They put tables out kind of in the parking lot behind there. There are libations if that is something you want to do. They have libations. Not, not they have for water. the youth choir. Not <laughs> for the youth choir. No, the youth choir gets water and coke. Uh, but they do have 
libations for, for purchase. Uh, I believe if you're a member, you get uh, one or two free tickets. Um, but then if not, I think it's $5 a, a drink after that. But again, the first Friday back porch party, July 2nd from 7 to 9 p.m. at behind the Arts Council. Derek, we mentioned when we first on the show, Sunset on the Square by the Hernando Chamber of Commerce. Great time last night. The last Sunset on the Square will be next Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Next Thursday night, Rustin Haven will be the entertainment. Rustin Haven has a heck Rustin of a fun. Haven. Rustin Haven has a heck of a uh, you know following in this area. Should be a really packed place. Uh, next Thursday night will be the final Sunset on Square of the year. Uh, other than having to cancel last Thursday, uh, definitely a success. I mean, it's been good. Oh, yeah. Weather's been good. I saw a number of people. Vendors were out there, and I saw some uh, the Hernando High School cheerleaders were raising money or something, mm-hmm. doing some fundraising stuff. So, man, what a great event, a neat event for our small town. I say small town of 20,000, but just a really, really uh, neat event. But the Sunset on Square, last one will be next Thursday with Rustin haven seven to nine typically they play seven to eight take a five ten minute break and then close it out eight ten to nine ten or so like that but it was really really good last night and i look forward to that next week as, as we do the last one well Derek, we're going to turn our attention to a couple things that are close to us uh meaningful uh, for us we're going to turn our attention to some things going on in july the crew of hernando golf tournament our inaugural tee for teachers golf tournament that's tee for teachers golf tournament inaugural event at the hernando golf and racket club thursday july 15th Going to be an awesome event. Pretty exciting news we can announce right now before we really even opened it up to the world. Uh, it's full. The it's tournament full. is full. 21 teams. It's full. They purposely set it at 20 teams. I think they allow one more. 21 teams just to not – they're not having two shotguns, just one. Um, but, man, it's just been hot and heavy. It's just – it's going to be awesome. And and the reason for the eliminating of the teams that people are saying, well, I know, you know some of them have 36 teams. They do two per hole. And, you know, and well, the reason is is because the um, country club itself does not have the number of carts. Uh, they only have a certain number of carts that would allow for 20 teams. Uh, and so they went, they had to cap it. We were able to get one more team. I believe they had found a couple of carts that could be used. Uh, but 21 teams would be capped. Now, I'm not saying this is what it's going to be every year. Yeah. Uh, we hope to expand it, hope to be able to, to uh, procure more carts next time. But this year, the 21 teams, we are sold out. But there's still a way for those listening to uh, be part of the event. We are still looking for uh, tent sponsors. Uh, tent sponsors, $500. If you want to be a tent sponsor, that gets your name on the banners around the uh, sign-in areas, uh, around the clubhouse, that sort of thing. Yeah, a tent sponsor gets to set up a tent somewhere on the course. That's right. That's the goal. On the, well, yeah, yeah, name at the front, and then right. plus a tent on the course, or a whole sponsor. The whole sponsor, this is probably the easiest way, $100, uh, and that gets you a, a sign at one of the holes on the course. You will not be comp- – uh, put a with a competing agency. So if you're a bank, you're not your sign's not going to be put with another bank. If you're an insurance agency, you're not going to be put with another insurance agency. So again, a hundred dollars. All of this, every single dime uh, goes to Hernando teachers. Period. Every every bit of it. This is what we do. We used to do a raffle in the summertime, and where we raised approximately six thousand dollars every summer that we were able to give to the teachers to fund about fifteen teacher grants. Uh, this year, we hope to do twice that much, and, and of course, every bit of it. So we're hoping to do 25, 30 teachers this year. I think usually Hernando has between 40 and 45 teachers that send in applications to the DeSoto Economic Council uh, for the grants, and so we hope to do, uh, if not all of them, we hope to do at least two-thirds of those uh, from our event. It's just going to be an awesome day. I mean, again, 11 o'clock registration, 11.30 simple box lunch, 12 o'clock shotgun start, so four, four and a half hours, and then at five o'clock, we're going to do our... 
you know, announcements of winners and winning teams, uh, tons of door prizes, longest drive, all those different things. So, you know, the stuff you're used to seeing with a golf tournament, uh, you know, roughly five o'clock. So come out there, help raise some money. Uh, you don't have to play in the golf tournament. If you'd like to come out and hear the winners and do stuff like that, support local teachers. We're going to have numerous ways that you can be a part of this tournament. Again, our inaugural event, we think it's going to be something that's going to grow every year. Uh, Derek, we have our sites, uh, you know, no, no pressure to us, but we have our sites set on $20,000, not this year, but at some point, maybe yeah. raising twenty grand for Hernando teachers. But let's get started. It's going to be an awesome event. Thursday, July 15th. From a golf standpoint, we are full. However, if you'd like to be a tent sponsor, $500, you can set up a tent somewhere on the course, say hello to the golfers and advertise your business, $100 hole sponsors like Derek talking about. Please consider uh, paying. Heck, just give us a $100 bill if you want to. It's going to go to Hernando Teachers, but we look really looking forward to it. And a shout-out to all the guys working hard on that, especially Chris Ware, uh, Billy Sears, working so hard, putting on everything together. Great job. Our last shout-out, again, something we want to go ahead and continue to talk about this because we're going to take a couple of weeks off. Friday, July 16th, the next night, the night after the golf tournament, tickets are on sale. They did go on sale June 16th, and they are rocking and rolling, man. Tickets are on sale for the, it's certainly not second annual, but the second water tower second. sessions happening at the Panola Street Courtyard, Friday, July 16th. Grace Askew, Mallory Everett, and then Stephen Michael will be our host, kind of our MC there on the stage that will be working with those ladies Singer-songwriter night, intimate night, just awesome. Some people get tired of us talking about it, but it's just such a fun event. Mm -hmm. We're going to continue to push it. So, uh, so that will be, uh, as you said, uh, gates will open at seven thirty. Uh, there will be Devin will be doing his yep. performance, kind of leading up to that, kind of a intro, uh, opening act type thing. We'll be doing it from about seven thirty to about eight fifteen. Grace and Mallory and Stephen will start around eight thirty. And we'll just say until. Uh, well, last time, we I think we had a two-hour show uh, listed. It may be two hours. It may be three hours. It may be three and a half hours. It depends on how long they want to go. Uh, they take minimal. They take one minimal break. Now, for those of y'all that were uh, not there last time, got kind of a little, you know, got a little backed up around the bathroom areas. We will have porta potties this time available. Uh, we will have uh, the um, bar backs to be behind the bar. We will have water, uh, cokes, cups. Uh, wine cups, stuff like that. So it is BYOB. You bring whatever cooler you want to in there. Bring uh, anything like that. But what we're trying to do is, again, we're not serving drinks. We're not serving food. This is uh, We want everybody to sit down. So once the show starts, uh, intimate setting. Yep. Lights go low. Beautiful lighting. Uh, there's a fountain there. Beautiful sound. Uh, just we want it very peaceful. Uh, of course, I pray that it's 70 and, and dry like <laughs> it was last time. I don't see that happening, but I do uh, expect, even if it's hot, to be able to just have it. It's going to be beautiful. Great sound quality. Just a great show. Uh, really looking forward to that. So again, bring bring your cooler. Go ahead and buy your tickets. They're going fast. I think we've already sold two or three tables. Uh, we've already sold several tickets. Have already uh, already uh, you know been sold. We get updates every time they're sold. It went on sale two days ago. So again, we we want we want to reach 150. We want 200 people to be able to come and enjoy just an intimate night with just a wonderful thing. I'm at look back to back days in Hernando. You've got a, a golf tournament raising money for teachers. That's going to be a fantastic time. Followed immediately the next day by just I mean again regional class acts coming in here, sitting down, playing for just a, a couple hundred people uh, in the city of Hernando, just a really exciting time. And they're not covering songs. They may do a cover every once in a while, but they're, they're singing their own songs. Yes, they're singing the songs. Song they're, yes. Yeah, they're singing the songs that they write, the stories behind them. Just a great time. I want to speak a little bit to our older listeners. You figure out whoever I'm talking about. This may be the kind of show that you and your supper club, you and your group want to come to. So you can certainly reach out to us, ask us more information. If you know Derek or myself personally, reach out to us, or you can email us at uh, under the water 
watertowerinfo at gmail.com. That's under the watertowerinfo at gmail.com. Great time, great show. Really looking forward to it. Again, I joke around with Stephen, kind of a ladies' night. So we're going to play up that that theme, kind of a ladies' night. Uh, those those ladies have something to say, and it's really going to be a lot of fun. Friday, July 16th, you're going to see it all over Facebook, Hernando Happenings, that type of stuff. We really appreciate the support here in Hernando. Speaking of Hernando and supporting local, the Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. The Hernando Farmer's Market is each and every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. May 1st through October. I continue to say it. It is the best farmer's market in the area, possibly in the state of Mississippi. 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday, May through October. On June 26th, the Magnolia Brass Band is expected to perform. The July 3rd Market Day will host a patriotic-themed entertainment for the 4th of July. On July 3rd, they will be offering burgers again with the Army National Guard from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Then local musicians Stephen Michael and Devin Yannick will perform. Also on July 3rd, the newly elected officials will be ringing the bell to open the uh, Hernando Farmer's Market on July 3rd. The last Farmer's Market of each month is Children's Day, so that will be coming up pretty soon. The first Children's Day ended up having over 100 children's books given out. Just an awesome, awesome event every Saturday. I joke with Derek, it's almost like a mini May fair. Every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Hernando Farmer's Market. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures and Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. They're the UTW podcast, dentist, and they should be yours. Are you in need of someone to help with your lawn this summer and fall? Whether it's weekly mowing, bi-monthly mowing, monthly mowing of your property, please reach out to Richard Williams at Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Again, simple lawn care, leaf removal, tree trimming, summer and spring cleanups. Now's the time to reach out to Richard and his team for anything outside you may need help with. You can give Richard a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find Richard on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Last but not least, podcast brought to you by Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, Gulf Shores, Destin, National Parks, anywhere you'd like to go, east to west, north to south, please reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher to help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. 
Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you to those two ladies for being our longtime sponsors. Well, Matt, this is, you know, we said for the past, what, couple shows or past two Tuesdays, I guess, we've done movies, uh, we've talked about songs before and stuff like that, uh, but now uh, we do actually have a couple sports items uh, in the, here in the middle of the summer, or I guess about to be the middle of the summer, uh, to kind of talk about. Uh, the first one uh, being a, a very sad, uh, I guess, subject that we you know want to make sure that everybody's aware of. So yesterday, uh, it was found out that a uh, Lewisburg baseball player, uh, Michael McField, uh, passed away in a vehicle accident uh, yesterday afternoon. Just a very, very sad thing. I think I started getting, uh, I guess, tweets about it. I, I do follow uh, all of the high school accounts, and the Lewisburg account started it kind of with uh, just a, a basic post, and then everybody sort of commented on it. And I think last night they actually had a moment of silence for him at the field. Uh, they called people around 7 o'clock, I believe, last night to come out and to kind of commemorate him. But Michael McPhil was a baseball player who had just graduated yep. uh, for the Lewisburg High School team. And uh, just uh, unfortunately was just was killed in a car wreck and uh, just a very very sad thing um, you know we covered Lewisburg they, they made it the second round of the playoffs uh, the baseball playoffs and just very very sad when you know this the, a young man just a month ago actually well, right at a month ago uh, was just celebrating you know a wonderful moment in his life um, you know not only you know probably had just finished his baseball season but being able to graduate from high school and a month later his you know his life is taken from him and just a very very sad uh, thing for not only the school but for the whole county and just a, a reminder especially to us that have you know school-age children about how precious and how short life can be absolutely Derek well said um, not a whole lot to say uh, about the situation if you play baseball uh, with Michael just remember the uh, wonderful fun times remember the bus rides uh, those different things we definitely take for granted those memories that you think you know someone's gonna live forever especially young people uh, life is precious absolutely it is um, really sad day for Lewisburg Lewisburg Patriot baseball of course uh, Michael seemed to be a very happy young man some of the different pictures I've, I've seen and stuff like that uh, will seem to be a big part of the uh, Lewisburg High School uh, baseball um, program you know our thoughts and our prayers go out to his family and and lewisburg uh, the, the entire lewisburg community uh, that are mourning the loss of that but we you know we talk about baseball and sports and those different things we talk so much about young people and happy moments sadly uh, these moments moments do happen and uh, you know prayers to his family yeah and, and again, we don't like to cover you know we try to keep most of the news on our podcast sure. positive uh, but, I mean, we also understand that this does affect people's lives, and, and we'd be remiss if we didn't cover it. So just prayers again, as Matt said, to uh, the Lewisburg family, to the uh, to the young man's family, and just uh, we're, we're praying for you, and I know that that community will just reach out to support them. Absolutely. Michael McField, if you are a praying person, the Michael McField family is who we're speaking of. Well, Matt, uh, a little something that's, uh, I guess, a little more positive, uh, especially to a, a certain – uh, old coach uh, at Hernando, uh, Anthony Jenkins. Uh, Anthony Jenkins will be inducted uh, into the Mississippi uh, Association of Coaches Hall of Fame tonight in Jackson. Coach Jenkins, a coach for Hernando for several years. Uh, he actually was a coach for a total of 34 years. He started as an assistant. <laughs> you said several. That's that's several. Well, se- well several. I guess at Hernando. Oh, but okay. Total oh, total for okay. 34 years. I understand. Uh, beginning as an assistant football coach at Memphis Southside for eight years, and then begin uh, his head football coach at Hernando in 1988, and coached until 2013. So 88 to 2013, his record 165 and 103. 
165 and 103. So he coached uh, 268 games for the Hernando Tigers. Uh, his football teams went to seven playoffs. They finished as high as the north half runner-up in 2002. Uh, he ha- did have some uh, players that uh, had success both in college and in the pros. Kevin Dockery, Adele Juan Robinson, and Bradley Sowell were some of the players that uh, played under Coach Jenkins at Hernando. Uh, he also coached track and powerlifting. Uh, he was 25 individual state champions, competed in powerlifting under his coaching, and then Olympic high jumper Ricky Robertson was also coached by uh, Coach Jenkins in high school. Um, he is now the current uh, – well, he was the Ath- Hernando Athletic Director for 23 years, and in 2014 he moved into the newly formed role as the DeSoto County District Athletic Director for all of DeSoto County schools, and that's the, where he still is today. So we just want to congratulate Coach Anthony Jenkins and in being inducted into the Mississippi Association of Coaches Hall of Fame tonight in Jackson. You know, Derek, the uh, field over the football stadium, is it the stadium or the field? It's a stadium. Stadium. Yeah, it's a sta- the stadium is named after Coach uh, Anthony Jenkins. They're over for uh, Hernando. Congratulations to him. I know he was a huge part of the Hernando community uh, for a number of years and now serving as the athletic director for the Soda County mm-hmm. Schools. So, uh, right. you know, congratulations to him. Uh, but, again, young people, uh, sports, those type things are always something we cover here on the UTW podcast, uh, you know, even – the, the tough times that we have to cover things that maybe, you know, are, are not positive. Uh, but, uh, look, if you enjoy what you hear each and every Tuesday and Friday on our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you hear our voice, go to that uh, podcast provider. Give us a five-star review. Give us a five-star review. Hit subscribe and share it. Share it with friends. Share it with family. Share it with co-workers anyone that you say hey man you got to hear what these guys are talking about you got to hear what these guys are doing that's how we're going to continue to grow here at the utw podcast if you enjoy our show please find our brother podcast ob pod that's ob pod they release a show really early on monday mornings a weekly show uh, called ob pod very simple they cover lewisburg they cover olive branch and they cover center hill the eastern side of DeSoto county if you enjoy our show you will enjoy what zach and cash do on their show the ob pod find that wherever you can hear our voice as well well Derek, this sunday's father's day bittersweet time for me uh yeah, I won't talk about that very long, but uh, just Father's Day. Uh, shout out to all the guys. We, we, I know we have a lot of dads that are listeners, uh, you know, to our show. We really appreciate y'all's support. Uh, you know, if your wife brings you coffee one day a year, uh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> you know, or whatever. So, but hey, something I want to encourage people to do on Father's Day, we do it every Friday on our Friday show. Take your family to church. Take them to church. I think they'd be a little surprised. Some 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 guys may say, "Hey guys, on Father's Day, what do you want to do? We're going to go to church." Yeah. And that's a and that's a great way to start your Father's Day. A positive way to start your Father's Day for sure. Father's Day this Sunday. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Take your family to church if you can. We really really think that you would uh, definitely not regret it. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt and I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. <laughs> Dropped off a pretty little girl